What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. Dr. Joseph coming to you again for another one of our podcasts and excited to be able to be here with you. And we are on day five of our Ephesians podcast. And I love just walking through the book of Ephesians. And so let's just uh, catch up. I'm going to be reading on Ephesians chapter one, verses 15 through 23. I'm going to re- be reading out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. And this is what it says. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his vast strength. He demonstrated this power in the Messiah by raising him from the dead and seating him at the right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. Now, we remember that whenever we are studying about Ephesians, right? Ephesians, Ephesus was a city that Paul really wanted to go to. In fact, if you read Acts chapter 16 through 20, you could see Paul had this desire to get to Ephesus. Uh, Ephesus was this city that was really a cosmopolitan type of city. There was a, um, there was a, a, a lot of trade that happened through Ephesus. It was a, a city where the church was actually just being very effective in this place. And so along with that, though, along with everything that was happening in Ephesus, there was also competing things that were going on. You know, Ephesus was a place where there was a lot of carnality. There was a lot of people that were uh, wanting to live according to the flesh because it was such a prosperous city that was going on. There was actually even a, a temple that was there, and the temple had um, it had female uh, prostitutes that were there. And so a lot of people were involved in. Once again, you just see they were trying to blend uh, the world and worship together. It just wasn't wasn't according to God's plan by any kind of means, right? This was false worship that was happening. In fact, we even see later on, this is the place where Paul would send Timothy to be the pastor, this young man to be the pastor in this place. And if you go back and you read again, you know, 2 Timothy 4, you see Paul's final uh, just kind of encouragement to Timothy, preach the word, preach the word. And who's he preaching the word to? He's preaching the word to the church of Ephesus that he's written this letter to. And you can just see Paul's heart that he has for the church. And in fact, let's just go back and just read this again. I mean, if you've ever wanted to know what it was like to have Paul, the the apostle, uh, praying for you, this is what you're seeing. You can see Paul's heart so much in this letter that he's writing. And it's a beautiful picture of what he's giving. In fact, look at what he says. This is why, right? He's He's been writing about 
uh, all the all the amazing things that we have as faithful saints of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? We we have this amazing inheritance. We have this uh, this he how he has made known the mystery of the gospel to us. Uh, how they, we are sealed for redemption because of the Holy Spirit. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I just want to tell you, I think there is something powerful that happens whenever we just stop sometimes and just call people, write notes, send them a text message, and we just say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you today. In fact, I'll encourage you, maybe as you're listening to this and you have the number of somebody that somebody that the Lord just puts on your mind and your heart, send them a text right now to say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you right now. I'm praying for you in this moment. There's something powerful that happens whenever we do that. And what's Paul's prayer for him? I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. You know, if you kind of go back through history, you could see how I want to just key on that phrase of just knowledge of him and, and how you know, people were looking during this time as you see once again the prosperity that was happening. There was this this wisdom that could have been bent, could have been built upon. Well, look at the uh, what was happening in the Romans, right? And look at the power, the prestige of of them. Uh, there could have been this wisdom that was based upon. Well, look at the prosperity of our business, right? Somebody that's being a good business person, whatever it is. But Paul's prayer was that that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. It's kind of interesting, during the Enlightenment period, Alexander Pope said that the proper study of mankind is man. Now, the interesting thing is you see Spurgeon. Spurgeon would actually, he would come back and he would reply to this. And it's, it's really kind of interesting what he would say. He would say, well, actually, the highest science, the loftiest speculation, the mightiest philosophy which can ever engage the attention of a child of God is the name, the nature, the person, the work, the doings, and the existence of the great God whom he calls his father. This I want to tell you, I think that's such a great reminder for us. Our world is fascinated, and in fact, in our individualistic culture, the ones that we want to put so often on the throne is man. But really for us as believers, you know, our focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. Our focus is, is to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. Friend, I want to just tell you, if you study nothing else in the world except for Jesus Christ, friend, let me just tell you, you'll never run out of studying more about who Jesus is. And let me tell you, you'll you will find you are totally satisfied in studying who Jesus is every single day. So don't miss out on that, right? And then he goes on to, to pray even more. And he goes, I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you may know. So so here's what he's saying. I'm praying even further for you. I, he says, I want you to know some things. I want your mind to be open to what it really is to be a follower of Jesus. And here's what he's praying for them. He says, look what he says. I pray that you have you that you may know the hope of his calling. Oh, how the hope of Jesus changes everything. How the calling of the Lord placed upon our lives changes everything. I pray that you have hope in the name of Jesus today. 
He prays as well that they may uh, that they may know what are the glorious riches of the inheritance among the saints. In fact, you're going to see us later on, Ephesians 3, how he talks about this. The, the glorious riches of his grace. Friend, let me tell you, I love what Adrian Rogers used to say. So often we as Christians, we settle for the crumbs of this world where God says, here is the buffet of his grace. And listen to what he says, take, eat. Friends, will you have the glorious riches of the grace of God that are available to you every single day, the glorious riches of his inheritance? And then I, I want to just focus in. He says uh, also that you may know and what is the measurably greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his vast strength. And let me stop here for a second. We're going to see over the next few, few verses just this understanding of power. Right. He he here he talks about he wants you to know the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe that word power is where we get the word dynamite is talking about a strength that's given. You have been given as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have been given a strength that comes from the Lord according to the working. Now, that word working is also another word for power. Right, And that word working and power is actually talking about dominion of his vast strength. Right, So the power that we have, it actually comes from the Lord and it comes from him being powerful. Right, We don't gain our own power in the Lord from ourselves. No, it comes from the Lord. The power that you have in your life to defeat sin, the power you have in your life to overcome temptation, to get through trials. Listen, that doesn't come from you. It comes from the Lord. He is the one that we have because he is the source of our strength. And he has given us immeasurable greatness of his power. And that's what helps us in our times of belief. And I love what it says in verse 20. He says, he demonstrated this power, this demonstrating power, right? This energeo, right? This is where we get this word energy in the Messiah by raising him from the dead and seating him at the right hand in the heavens, right? So the same power, we see this in Romans 6, the same power that raised the Lord, or it's the same resurrecting power that we get to experience today in our lives. And because of that, right, because Jesus is alive, right? And what was this too? This shows that this power was demonstrated first and foremost through Jesus Christ. What does the power of God, what did that look like in Jesus's life? Well, raised him from the dead. It seated him at the right hand in the heavens. That seat at the right hand is one of power and authority, He's overcome death. He's overcome sin. Far above, it says in verse 21, every ruler and authority, power, dominion, and every title given. Listen, our president has limited power. There is nobody that can impugn upon the power of God. And so he has he is a ruler or an authority, power, dominion over every title given, not only in this age, but in the one to come. Friend, there's nobody that can impugn or in, impede upon the power of God. And he put everything under his feet. You know, that phrase there was originally written by David uh, in Psalm chapter eight. And it was this beautiful picture of God, of how God's power is over 
man. And then how we have the Savior that comes along, the Messiah, the anointed one, that everything's going to be put under his feet. It's it's like he's going to be put uh, in uh, it's like he's sitting on top of it all and appointed him as head over everything for the church, right? G- Pastor Brady is not the one that's all powerful for the church. Pastor Nick, none of the pastors are, are here that are powerful. It is Jesus Christ who is the head of this church, friend. Always remember that. And listen, in our day and age where there are uh, podcasts, there's documentaries out there. They're so easy. There are men that are trying to take the place of Jesus Christ in the church. Friend, listen, for the bride of Christ, there is no other head. There's nobody that is above Jesus Christ. And may we always remember that. And what are we as the church? Verse 23, we are his body. And as the body, you know what we are? We are the fullness of the one. We are full, who fills all things in every way. We are to be completely full and filled with Jesus Christ. What a great, great reminder for us today, friends. This power that we've been given, right? This power that comes from strength, this dynamite power, this dominion power that comes from the Lord. And it's a demonstrating power that we have in our lives. Friends, listen, it's all because of Jesus Christ. And so the reason that we are able to pray for one another is that one of the greatest prayers that you can have for one another as followers of Christ is that we just tap into the power of the Lord. And friend, if we would make our focus on the power of the Lord, friend, our lives would be totally different. If we would focus on the power of Jesus Christ that's already done the work, friends, we don't have to do the work. Friend, we get to sit in and rest in the power of the Lord. Friend, that is amazing to stop and just think about. So I pray today, my prayer for you today, as you just encounter this word, friend, is that your focus would be on Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that your eyes are open more and more to to his wonderful hope, to the hope that he gives, to the glorious riches that he's given in Jesus Christ, to the power that he gives us. And friend, may we live in the fullness of Christ, not in the fullness of ourselves, but in the fullness of Jesus Christ in all things. God bless you guys. I'm so grateful for this time of being in your word. I look forward to the next time, next time we can connect together and continue to come back and listen more to the podcast. God bless you guys and talk to you soon. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.